Good afternoon. This is Rich Nass, Executive Vice President with Open Systems Media and leader of the Embedded and IoT franchises, and I'm here for this week's five minutes with discussion. This week, my guest is Doug Bailey, who is the Vice President of Marketing at Power Integrations. Good afternoon, Doug. How are you? Hi, uh, Rich. I'm, I'm very well, thank you. Good. Okay, so obviously you know Power better than I do and better than most people around, so that's what we want to talk about here. Um, one of the topics that there's not that much known about and um, is, is, is often um, misrepresented is USB PD. Would you take a few seconds to explain what that means? Certainly. Uh, USB PD is a, a new protocol f that allows the load to dictate the voltage and current that a power supply is, is providing to the load. So it was originally conceived by the uh, USB-IF uh, as a means of reducing or managing the amount of current going through a wire in a charger. Uh, obviously, the USB PD guys are um, in control of, their, of the uh, wire that they specify, and they have limited current carrying capacity uh, to, in order to keep it in with a reasonable um, form factor and, and thickness and flexibility. So what they wanted to do was increase the amount of power available to a charged device, but they, um, and the only practical way of doing that without increasing current is to increase voltage. But they were cognizant of backward compatibility down to 5 volts with the traditional USB, uh, USB um, uh, BC 1.2, and what they didn't want to do was um, risk damaging components that were plugged in uh, that uh, that couldn't take the higher voltage. And so they came up with this protocol that allows the load to start off at 5 volts and then request other voltages all the way up to 20 volts and, uh, and a maximum current of 5 amps in order to, uh, to increase the amount of power delivered to the load but with maintaining uh, backward compatibility to BC 1.2. So is this something that's only for type C or or does this go back to the older generations of USB? Um, the new features are only, only exist with type C. Uh, the type C connector has a lot of extra pins on it. In addition to the high speed data pins, it also has uh, these CC1, CC2 pins and those are uh, special lines dedicated to controlling the uh, the power coming down the cable. Uh, if you ha there are such things as A to C or you know USB A type to C type connector cables, uh, but what you get at the end of the C connector are, that you would plug into your device is uh, simply five volts. So it's very safe in that respect. It's designed so that you can't damage uh, an older generation or a 5 volt only piece of equipment by plugging in an A to C connector or even a, I guess a C to A connector because the A connector uh, at the load end wouldn't be able to uh, request a higher voltage because it, it lacks the CC1, CC2 pins. So the default is 5 volts but then a, a dedicated um, PD load talking to a PD um, source uh, can request uh, uh, an increased voltage. So what, you, what you're describing sounds like it has to have some level of intelligence built into it. Are you using the host processor to do that, or, or do you have to embed a microcontroller into the uh, USB configuration? 
That's a that's an excellent question. I think it's going to be implemented in multiple ways. The the protocol is implement implementation agnostic. Uh, from the charger point of view, we are having to embed intelligence into the charger side of the uh, uh, of, of the exchange of, of power. Uh, and that's because chargers typically don't have a, a protocol engine in them. And so we've, we've had to uh, come up with ways of, of adding the protocol to the charger. From a load point of view, something like a cell phone or a, a piece of electronic equipment, obviously uh, they have microcontrollers available to them, microprocessors in many cases. And the, the protocol doesn't require an awful lot of processing power, and so it would be feasible to embed the protocol in, in an existent piece of hardware. Uh, some people are doing that. Some people are, are putting a dedicated uh, interface device into the hardware. And what about the potential for power loss there? It sounds like this thing would be getting a little bit hotter than what, you, what, what you're typically used to. Actually not. Um, the, the move in the, in the industry is to, is to move towards higher power and much smaller chargers, but we haven't noticed USB PD really uh, being substantially worse uh, than, a, than a standard charger uh, in terms of uh, heat dissipation. The microprocessors take very, very little power. Um, perhaps the best way to illustrate that is our, um, uh, we have a design at the moment that takes 13 milliwatts of uh, no load power, but the microprocessor in there is powered up. And 13 milliwatts is um, uh, about uh, I don't know, close to 10 times or 20 times less than the uh, the standard for uh, you know, the, the the tightest standard for no load power, and so obviously the the microprocessor is not contributing very much to the uh, to the overall power budget. So when do you expect this to become mainstream? I think it's going to be mainstream. Uh, it, it, it's already mainstream in some applications. Uh, for example, the, the Google Pixel phones had it for a long time. Um, even uh, I have a, uh, an Apple um, X, and that has the capability to do USB PD and charge using USB PD, even though the charger that's provided uh, uh, doesn't, uh, doesn't do that. Um, so it's, it's already resident in, in many electronic systems. I think the industry's going through the, the growth pains and the backward compatibility and uh, flushing through older designs and inventories and so on. But sooner or later, and, and probably sooner, uh, the world will switch to USB PD. It's a, it's a very capable um, architecture. Uh, very flexible, and it, it leads us towards a world where um, charger compatibility between your, your phone and your, um, your desktop computer, your laptop computer, means you, could char you can essentially charge your laptop from using your phone charger or charge your phone using your laptop charger, which is just a wonderful thing for road warriors um, out there who, um, who don't want to have to carry multiple charger or even worry about having multiple chargers. Um, I certainly my fit opinion. the bill for that one. Uh, yeah, the, the other thing that may, be may change is this uh, concept of the residential DC bus that's been uh, posited many times. A lot of people have tried to put in place a residential DC bus, but nothing's ever really clicked. But uh, USB PD, in my opinion, has a potential to, to take over as the 
default way that people get low-power DC um, embedded into uh, the infrastructure of their homes. Um, I already have some C-type connect, uh, some A-type connector um, USB plugs um, that have replaced traditional um, uh, 110 volt sockets in, in places where I want to charge my phone uh, or, or power other devices. But the C-type and USB PD is so much more capable, uh, it, can pro it can provide up to 100 watts, that you can imagine it uh, powering almost any piece of um, uh, home entertainment equipment or, or portable electronics. And I assume at Power Integrations, you are ready for this to, to take effect. You guys have what's necessary to go, right? Yeah, absolutely. We've, uh, we've produced this product that we call the InnerSwitch 3, and we, we launched that uh, last year. We launched uh, InnerSwitch 3 Pro this year, which has a digital interface on it, and that allows some of the more exotic capabilities of USB PD to be implemented very, very easily. The InnerSwitch Pro can do micro-stepping, and that's one of the features of USB PD that's very useful for people charging batteries. You no longer have to have a battery charge device, a charging device or a buck converter that does battery charging in the device that's being charged. You can run the protocol, this so-called USB PD plus PPS protocol, and the PPS protocol allows you to control voltage and current so accurately uh, directly from the charger that you eliminate all losses from any kind of buck conversion or boost conversion in the charge device. So the device remains cool while charging at a very much faster rate. Very good. I'm afraid we have used up our five minutes, so we're going to stop here. That was Doug Bailey. He is the Vice President of Marketing at Power Integrations, and I'm Rich Nass with Open Systems Media. Thank you, Doug. I hope you have a great day. Thank you very much.